Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to In Real Life with Evan Halperin. I am Evan Halperin. We've done the first presidential debate. We've done the second presidential debate. We're on to the third Republican presidential debate. On the stage was Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, and Tim Scott, which means that the only person still running that wasn't on the stage was Trump, as Doug Burgum and Pence have both dropped out. And the debate was held in Miami, Florida, which means that DeSantis had the home court advantage, you might say. And the three moderators for NBC were Lester Holt, Kirsten Welker, and Hugh Hewitt. And they changed the rules from the previous debates um, so that if a candidate mentions another candidate in the past, you had a minute 30 to respond to the question. And if you mentioned another candidate, that candidate would get 30 seconds. Uh, However, that rule was taken away. The 30-second rule no longer applied. And instead, it was up to the moderators if you got to follow up or not. So the opening statement was framed, why you over Trump? Why should it not be the former President Trump? Why should it be you? And DeSantis... DeSantis' thing is that he is not an elite, he is a veteran, he is of the people, and so his opening statement was that the elites don't care about you, and I am not an elite, and Trump wasn't an elite, but he is now, he has become an elite, and he believed that Trump should be on the stage. They, they took a couple shots at Trump in the beginning, but they really worked it out, and even Chris Christie decided that he was going to start kind of running for himself and not against Trump. Nikki Haley talked about the debt, uh, how people are living paycheck to paycheck, and, and how Trump was the right president at the right time in 2016, but he isn't now, as he added to the debt. And she will supposedly subtract the debt uh, by adding an accountant to the White House. And... Um, Two other things she mentioned were transparency of school curriculums in schools and building up the military. And at this point, it was the second time there was a cheer because they cheered after DeSantis was done and they cheered after Haley was done. And Lester Holt asked the audience to restrain themselves from cheering, which I dislike. Now, I understand that at home, when you're watching the debate, you have to be able to hear what the candidates say. However, there's no reason why you cannot cheer when a good statement is being made or boo. It's not really going to sway anybody's opinion. It's not going to do anything negative. If it is going on for minutes, obviously there becomes a problem. However, a good five-second cheer of, yes, I like this candidate. There's nothing wrong with that. They ask them multiple times to remember to stop cheering, which I think is a little bit of BS. And so Vivek had one of the strongest opening statements that I have memory of, and it was so good, I'm not even going to try to run it down, I'm just going to play it, and I might pause it to add a comment here and there, but here we go. Uh, Mr. Ramaswamy, let me turn to you, Uh, please make your case, why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. It was a cancer in the Republican establishment. 
Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020. 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this. He was referring to the people that were cheering for DeSantis and Nikki Haley. This debate, this should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats would get Christian Walker here? You think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. So here he's going on. The debate was held by NBC News and with the moderators Holt, Hewitt, and Welker, both three leftist-leaning moderators. His point is... Gutfeld, someone on the right, the Democrats would not ask someone like that to moderate their debate. So why are the Republicans doing it? And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Chris, I'm going to use this time because it's actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Rosenberg. This is one of the reasons why I like him so much. You can tell by his voice, unless he's one of the greatest actors, he should be in Hollywood if this is true. But I believe, truly, from his voice, he really cares. And he's not afraid to call out people on the right and on the left. You heard earlier, he called out Ronna, uh, Ronna McDonald. Not Ronna McDonald. Ronna McDaniel. Sorry, a little bit of gaff there. Called out Ronna McDaniel, the chairwoman of the RNC, for losing consecutive elections. Someone on the right who people have shown their support of, his supporters, some of his supporters have shown their support of, he's not afraid to call out how he sees it. And then on the left, Christian Walker and the leftist media, he called out. Both sides. And a huge cheer. And after that, again, they asked the audience to stop cheering, which, whatever. And then Chris Christie, his main idea of the opening statement was about um, the wars going on, how we're a weak country right now, Israel and, and the Jews uh, versus Hamas, and Ukraine and Poland. And um, so his, his idea was that, which Putin... After he attacks Ukraine, and if he is able to gain access and rule over Ukraine, he's going to go to the Balkans and Poland, which is a fundamental misunderstanding of what Putin wants. We, my first ever podcast was done on this. There's no reason for him to go to the Balkans or Poland. He wants to see that Ukraine is touching, and that's really it. I don't think – I'm sure – he would love to be leader of the world. Putin is smart enough to know that that will never happen, at least not in his lifetime. Russia will not take over the world. 
And then he talks about the bad economics currently going on. Prices are high. And he took a punch at Donald Trump saying that because Donald Trump – and this is answering the question. So this is actually one of the acceptable times where Chris Christie has mentioned Trump. Um, he talked about him. He said Trump needs to be focused on keeping himself out of jail, and so he will not be able to focus on the country, which is one of the things that is actually true that Chris Christie has said about Trump. It's not a shot in the dark that has no basis in reality. That's fair. And then Tim Scott um, said that the in order for the Republicans to win, they need to start grabbing more independents, which is true, and that he will be a faith-based president following a Judeo-Christian base. That was basically their opening statements. And so the first question asked was, what would you tell Bibi Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, to do? And everybody pretty much agreed on this issue. We'll go through quickly. DeSantis said that he would tell Netanyahu, finish the job. And he said that Biden stranded Americans in Israel, which is true, and that DeSantis sent multiple planes and got 700 Americans out of Israel. Haley said the exact same thing. Haley said, finish them. Finish Hamas, and uh, Haley was a was in the UN for a while, and she called for the UN to support Israel, bring home the hostages, and a big thing with both Haley and Chris Christie were that all the dictators in the world, Iran, China, Russia, and North Korea, they're all working together, which. The way they made it sound was that they actually have, like, a room that they all meet once a month and, and talk about how they're going to take over America. I don't think that works, or I don't think that's how it works. I do believe, however, that consciously they are making the decision to support each other through trade. And so Haley made a weird quote here, Nikki. She said that it isn't that Israel needs America, that... It's that America needs Israel, which is just wholly wrong. Um, it's completely false. And if that was the case, there would be no reason for the UN, which is pretty much made up of America and a couple of other world superpowers. The minor countries in the UN don't do all that much. But there, there's no reason that America would then need to support Israel if we don't – if Israel doesn't need us. Vivek Ramaswamy took it one step further and said that Israel has the right and responsibility to defend itself. And he, his quote was, smoke the terrorists on Israel's southern border and I will do the same with our southern border, which I think is a very smart quote. And um, I hope that it does happen. Vivek is less of a warmonger than Nikki Haley and Chris Christie are. And Vivek said, basically, we don't need to fight wars that don't advance our interests. And um, he said he was a leader that was going to put our country first. And he wasn't Dick Cheney in three-inch heels, which he was referring to. He said two, two Dick Cheneys in three-inch heels, which he was referring to Nikki Haley and DeSantis, which is very funny. And Nikki Haley 
tried to, and we'll get to that, go back at him a little bit, she didn't do a good job. She lied a lot, whether on purpose or by accident, but she just didn't do a very good job. Tim Scott wants to wipe Hamas off the map, and Chris Christie, in the beginning here, seemed low energy, and he, he basically just slowly agreed with everybody else. He did pick it up a little bit later. And some of that low energiness actually, when he turned it up, turned to like stableness. Um, and the way he talked was someone that seemed worthy of trust. Whereas if you're going on and blabbering like someone like Nikki Haley, you don't seem like you really know what you're talking about. And so the next thing was, what was the support, or would you support the use of American military specifically against Iran and Hamas? And Nikki Haley did not really answer the question. She instead tried to go back at Vivek, and she said, no, Vivek, they're five-inch heels, and I can run in them, which I don't really know. Um, Who cares? And then she said, the heels are not for fashion statement, but for ammunition. And then she later tweeted that out, the exact same thing again. It just doesn't make sense. It's not, not only is it a horrible comeback, it just doesn't make sense. And DeSantis was able to use that time to strengthen that he served in Iraq against the Shia militias. And that he will defend the troops with everything that we have. And then they talked about the problems on campus with college campuses and Jewish students feeling unsafe, being um, students for the Justice of Palestine. And Vivek said that history teaches anti-Semitism is a deeper cancer in a society that is lost. And so this goes back to Vivek's idea of revolution and having an idea that pushes the conservatives forward instead of having them fight against the leftist. This is a very strong point um, of his campaign. It's a very smart point, I think. I fully believe in it. I believe it is true because conservatives, as we have seen, are going back on every issue where they're losing a lot of issues and they do need to start to push back and actually start their own attack um, in the civil way, obviously. Tim Scott wants, uh, reminded colleges and said he would remind colleges that federal funding from the government to campuses is a privilege, not a right, and visas are a privilege, not a right. And he said that any campus that allows for anti-Semitism should lose their federal funding. And DeSantis, when he got to talk, said he was the first one to have the visa idea. Tim Scott kind of stole that from him, he said. And that Biden should have the Department on just, of Justice on campuses. And that DeSantis has a track record as he acted in Florida and deactivated the students for Justice of Palestine. And so they asked about now Islamophobia. They switched on to the other side of the topic. And what do you say to Muslims who are scared for their lives? And... Chris Christie answered that New Jersey is the most ethically diverse state. And after 9-11, he protected both synagogues and mosques. But there are both – he said there are good people on both sides. He didn't say that exactly. It's not like he was quoting Trump because he would never, never do that. 
But he said there is no false moral equivalence between Jews and Hezbollah and Hamas. And so Nikki Haley actually made a, a, an okay point. said if the KKK was doing what Students for Palestine are, everybody would be up in arms. But because some reason, nobody really knows, there's a disconnect of understanding there, which is true. And Nikki Haley said Hamas hates and would kill you too. They don't like America. They also want death to America. It's not like they're going to kill the Jews and then go, oh, okay. No, they're going to go and try to possibly expand after that. And then they moved on to another global war, the Russian-Ukraine war, and asked about sending funding to Ukraine. And Tim Scott basically said, as a secondary thing, maybe we need to figure out how the actual dollars are being spent and figure out then if they can send more to Ukraine or not. And Tim Scott was a little bit of – he wouldn't answer exactly. He wouldn't actually answer the question. He was tiptoeing around it, which he actually does answer most of the questions even though he is a politician. And at this point, Vivek started shaking his head and laughing, and the camera cut split screen, and you could see Vivek was smiling, he was laughing, and they went to Vivek next, and Vivek said he enjoyed the Ukraine warhawks tiptoe back from their position of Ukraine, 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 we need to be on Ukraine's side, we need to help Ukraine, we need to go to Ukraine and fight with Ukraine. And he said he was the only candidate in the first half of the of the race who stood for not sending money to Ukraine, and Ukraine is not a democracy. They banned 11 opposition parties, and they have a one-state media controlled by the government. They threatened to not hold elections unless the U.S. Gives, gave more money to Ukraine. And he said that there are regions in Ukraine that are occupied by Russia that are Russian-speaking currently and have not been a part of the Ukraine government since 2014. And it's not a battle of good and evil, which is true. And so he actually turned to Nikki Haley at this point and said, I ask warhawks like Nikki Haley if she wants to stop using American tox taxpayer dollars to support the banning of Christians by the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, as that is something they're doing. And then Kristen Walker stepped in and, and saved Nikki Haley and said, we asked the questions, not you. And then Nikki Haley did get the answer. She said, Putin and President Xi... But she said President Xi, so I'm assuming she meant Xi Jinping because she talked about him further. I don't know why we can't differentiate between the sh and the zh sound. But she believes that those two, Putin and Xi, want someone like Vivek to be president. And we have to all remember what Putin did when he invaded Ukraine, which I don't. Not exactly sure what that means. He invaded Ukraine. That's what he did. What, what are we remembering? And she called Ukraine then a, a freedom-loving, democracy-having, pro-American country, which is untrue. This was the second or third of her lies of the night, and this is only like the third time she's been speaking. Not a good start, and she doesn't really ever recover. And she said, so I, I'm not going to send them cash, but I will send them ammo and equipment. And 
she said America needs friends after 9-11, which America needs friends. That's questionable. You can certainly argue that. I'm not sure what 9-11 really has anything to do with that. And so there was a bunch of instances where both Nikki Haley and Chris Christie mentioned that the Taiwan, the Taiwanese want us, America, to support Israel and to support Ukraine. And Ukraine wants us, America, to support the Thai and Israel, which just isn't really accurate as much as it's not inaccurate. There's there's no evidence that they want us to support or don't want us to support. But Nikki Haley did. Now is the fourth time, the second time in this statement where she just said something that there was just no evidence for. Then Chris Christie said, last time we turned our back on a shooting war in Europe, it it bought us only a couple years. And he was referring to World War II, which I don't believe that this is anywhere near the same thing. And then he mentioned the dictators working together, the foursome of Iran, North Korea, China, and Russia. And the fact that Vivek wants to give in to dictators shows his immaturity, which I don't – that's not ever what he has said. And it doesn't show immaturity that he doesn't want to fight a pointless war. That's not immaturity. That's an America first ideal. And then DeSantis said he will not send troops to Ukraine, and he he disagrees with Biden's package to, to Ukraine because it's really just lining the pockets of bureaucrats. And in in it is money going to our southern border. But it's actually to process illegal aliens, help them come into the country, not stop them from coming into the country. And then Hugh Hewitt asked his question, and he said it was important for people in Beijing to hear the candidates. So that's why the audience should stop cheering. Part of the reason, which doesn't make any sense, because why do people in China need to hear what our presidential candidates are saying they can hear what our president is saying they can hear what our vice president is saying you can hear everything else but why is it specifically important so that Hugh Hewitt needs to mention it that our Republican presidential candidates need to be heard around the world in Beijing Um, feel free to try to answer that one I'll give you a a couple of seconds because I really have been unable to come up with anything the next question that – this was the follow-up of Hugh Hewitt's question – is 291 ships are current naval military big enough to deter and defeat the Chinese military? And so Nikki Haley believes no. China has built up their military, and America needs to modernize it and build it up, build our military up more. And here she, she said the Taiwanese want America to support Ukraine, which – there's no evidence for. Now, that's not saying they don't want us to. There's just no evidence that people in Taiwan care about Ukraine. And she wants to be tough on China and end all formal trade with China until they stop murdering Americans with fentanyl. And she took a shot at Ron DeSantis, who was to her left. And she said this is something that Ron DeSantis has not said that he will do which is untrue, this is another lie of hers, and to arm Taiwan. DeSantis was able to, to answer, and he said, we don't have enough ships. I have a plan to get to 
355 ships by the end of the first term and 385 ships by the end of the second term. And we will create a plan to get 600 ships over the next 20 years. And then he took a shot back at North Carolina, at sorry, at Nikki Haley, saying that Nikki Haley welcomed China into North Carolina and wrote a basically a love letter to China, calling them a great friend, which is true. And DeSantis said, we actually banned the CCP from buying land in Florida, which is true. Tim Scott said, it's not really an issue of having ships. It's an issue of we don't have the money and we need a defense bank and we need to fight in three continents at the same time. But we need to take our our immediate threats before our long-term threats. Uh, One of his weaker statements, um, it was a lot of jumping around. One of his weaker statements of the night, Vivek um, talked about the divest to invest program that Biden is currently working. And we need to, as Vivek said, rebuild our defense base at home and stop decommissioning ships in the ships in the chi- South China Sea. Say that five times fast. And our military depends on China for supplies to make equipment, and this is not good. We need to declare economic independence. And he agrees with DeSantis. He said Haley did let the CCP into North Carolina. And when Vivek is president, Xi is done buying land, and he's done donating to universities, and businesses will not expand into the Chinese market. And he has a plan to increase naval capacity by 20%, which is 60 ships, uh, more or less what DeSantis said, of the same number. And Chris Christie then said, Hugh, nobody answers your questions, which isn't true, because Hugh wanted specifics. How many actual ships are you planning on adding? Chris Christie was on the outside left. He said, those three in the middle think that each other are the are the enemy and not China. And for him and Trump, those two are kind of hand in hand. And he says that it, the ships don't really matter. It's the submarines. But he's not going to answer Hugh, Hugh's que- Hugh Hewitt's question in detail because China can't know how many ships are in the South China Sea or submarines are in the South China Sea. So... This could be the exact same reason why the other candidates didn't answer exactly how many ships except for DeSantis. So, But DeSantis did answer his question. But Chris Christie called them out and then did the exact same thing. And at this point, they took a break and they were halfway done. And they started back up. Completely different subject. Would you ban TikTok? Still on the issue of China. However, we're now on to the more cultural aspect. And Chris Christie said spyware is polluting the minds of Americans. And that the, it, was, it was the failing of the Trump administration for not banning them, for not banning TikTok, which is wholly untrue. Excuse me. And uh, Tim Scott says something about this, so I'm not going to go into it just yet. And Chris Christie said he would somehow ban TikTok in his first week. And it's... Um, interesting 
that Facebook and Twitter, um, or now X, are not in China, but TikTok is in America, which is not a horrible point. Nikki Haley says that she is not going to answer the question. Two people hit me. That's her quote. That's what she said. And I couldn't respond, which, yes, if she listened to the rules as I explained them, as they were explained in the beginning, you don't get to respond anymore just because someone took a shot at you. But she said, yes, she did what she was accused of 10 years ago, letting the CCP into North Carolina. But DeSantis said Florida was the ideal place for Chinese businesses last week, which is not true. I don't know where she heard that. I don't know why she thinks that. He said that. But it's not true. And Vivek is on TikTok. Vivek campaigns on TikTok. And he laughed at Nikki Haley, quite audibly, for not answering the question. And said, last debate, Nikki, you made fun of me for being on TikTok. Your own daughter has been on TikTok for a considerable amount of time. It's hypocrisy, Nikki. Why are you laughing at me? But your daughter is on TikTok. And at this point, Nikki Haley said, keep my daughter's name out of your voice. Which, she tried to make an epic comeback moment. Uh, but it wasn't. For a couple of reasons. One, for, for one, um, out of your voice, that doesn't make any sense. It's not grammatically correct. And for the second... It's not like he was, like, insulting Nikki Haley's daughter. I was searching for the right word there. We'll go with insulting. It's not that he was insulting Nikki Haley's daughter. And, um, he didn't... Another thing is that he... Nikki Haley said, keep my daughter's name out of your voice, I believe. And Vivek never actually mentioned her name. He just said, your daughter. And another thing... No, if you're going to campaign for president, your family is going to be looked at. Nikki Haley has been vocal about Hunter Biden. There's no reason why Vivek can't be vocal about Nikki Haley's hypocrisy with her daughter and Vivek on TikTok. No reason whatsoever. And Nikki Haley then says, you're scum to Vivek, which is just kind of funny. It's not, not, I mean, it's an insult. It's not a good insult. It's just funny. And Vivek says, we can't just ban one app. There's many things, many apps, many places, many companies that give your info to China. Airbnb gives the Communist Chinese Party Americans data. And Nikki Haley called China our great friend. And so we need to cut virtue signaling. Democrats are on TikTok. And so is Vivek. He's campaigning the same as they are because he wants to win the election. And we actually need to stop all U.S. companies from handing over data. It's not just TikTok. So Nikki Haley was able to talk after this. The moderators kind of singled her out and gave her a chance and said – and so Nikki says, I worked with China and Russia on sanctions to get North Korea to stop testing ballistic missiles. So – China did good on their part, and that was what she said, not that China was our good friend. The problem is she actually did call China our good friend. That's like her quote. And also North Korea didn't really stop testing ballistic missiles, so it didn't work that well. And Vivek says, look, you called them 
a great friend. You should just own up to it. And Haley says, or said, Vivek would not have been able to get shit done. Which, I don't know what that means, because Nikki Haley, as we went over, North Korea didn't stop testing ballistic missiles, so what did you get done, Nikki Haley? Tim Scott says, I will ban TikTok. However, Trump tried twice and was struck down in federal courts, which fact-checked true, which is why what Chris Christie said about Trump failing to ban TikTok, yeah, I guess it's true. However, the checks and balances of the American system didn't allow it to happen. It wasn't that he failed. It was that the courts wouldn't let him ban it. And Tim Scott said that he would institute a law or an executive order somehow that if you were under 14 years of age, you need your parents' permission to be on the app, which I'm not exactly sure how he's going to get that done. I'm not sure if that's constitutional. Don't believe it is, but he's welcome to try if he gets elected, I guess. So they moved on to Venezuela, which... Venezuela is more of a Democrat issue than a Republican issue. This is not something Republicans really are talking about. This is not something that's going to win the Republicans in election. And so this is part of the problem that Vivek said of having a debate on NBC with Lester Holt, with Hugh Hewitt, with Christine Welker, with all these Democrat moderators. They're asking questions that aren't going to help the Republicans win. They're not something – they're not an issue that Republicans are going to win on because Republicans – for the most part, don't care about Venezuela. Not at all, but it's just not a big issue. And so DeSantis says we shouldn't depend on them for oil. Says I, on my first day, immediately would rip up the Green New Deal and I would reimpose Trump's sanctions on Venezuela. And Nikki Haley basically agreed with them, and then she tried to shoot on Ron DeSantis, which by saying that Ron had opposed fracking and drilling, which, again, another lie by Nikki Haley. She does not have a good track record this debate. Ron said that's not true, which it's not. It's just not a good idea, in my view, to drill in the Florida Everglades, which you can agree with that. You can disagree with that. And Haley says he's banned fracking in Florida, which is untrue. Next question was, what would you do to help Americans manage the cost of living? Tim Scott said, I would sign the XL Keystone Pipeline back, and we would become energy dominant, not energy independent. And so we would, under Trump, we had net exports, and he said, I would try to continue that. I would try to get that back. Instead of importing energy, we would try to net export it. And so Lester Holt, who asked the question, said, opening the pipeline doesn't lower energy that day, doesn't lower the cost of energy that day, and... Because that was kind of what the question was. He, what would you do that day in the short term? And Tim Scott said, yes, it absolutely does lower energy costs that day. So in economics, you have supply and you have demand. And you have prices of these things. And you have what's called confidence. And if people are confident that something will work well, the cost will go down. And if they are confident whatever thing is happening, so Biden, Bidenomics in this case, people are not confident in Bidenomics. 
And so costs are going up more rapidly than they would if they were confident in Bidenomics. And so Tim Scott said absolutely it, it helps lower costs that day because we now have more supply than we have demand. And there's confidence in that. And so that will lower prices in the short term. And as that continues on and we continue to have more supply than demand and we continue to net export, that will lower prices even more, which economics says is true. And DeSantis says, I will destroy everything regarding Bidenomics. This is a common trope by all the candidates that responded. Vivek says we need to increase the supply of everything, supply over demand, drill, frack, burn coal, increase nuclear, put people back to work. I basically have that memorized. That's probably the biggest proponent of his race, of his candidacy. Is He said that exact thing multiple times, drill, frack, burn coal, increase nuclear, put people back to work by making it more profitable to go to work than to stay home. The next question, how would you help rural Americans who are struggling because of Bidenomics? Nikki Haley beef, wants to beef up the, the middle class, cut taxes, and she repeats Tim Scott's thing, we need to be energy dominant, not energy independent. Which regardless of whether that's her thing or someone else's thing or Tim Scott said it first in the debate and Nikki said it five seconds later. So it didn't really sound good for her just to say it. Vivek says we should lower the national debt by not fighting needless wars. Which is true. And he said I would introduce what's called the zero-based budgeting. So... The way the budget works for the government is we use last year's budget, excuse me, as a baseline. And the way it should be done, the way how he said multiple CEOs of huge companies do it is, no, 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 that's not how you do it. He said, you don't use last year. You start with zero as your baseline, and then you add things by what's actually necessary, which I believe is a good idea. And companies do you do do it that way and while America is not a business it is a government it is a culture it is a society it's not a business I do believe that that could be put into effect very well Vec 75% government employee headcount reduction and take the regulatory regulatory shackles off of the US economy unlock energy and that is how we will help everybody not just rural Americans but it will help rural Americans Tim Scott, lower taxes, raise revenue, which net energy export will help with. DeSantis, reduce inflation, which is easier said than done. However, it is absolutely possible. And then fentanyl was asked about, what can, you, can, what can we do to stop fentanyl? Basically, close our southern borders was answered by everybody. Tim Scott says it will only cost $15 billion to close and survey our border, survey meaning continuously protect, and it will allow the U.S. to deal with drugs and human trafficking as well on the southern border. Chris Christie said it's actually about the ports of entry, not just about the southern border, and that more opioids are being um, stopped 
at the ports, and that's because there's more security at the ports. And then there is at the southern border. People are kind of just coming through the southern border, although there is catch and release where they are being caught. They're just being released, and there's not many of them that are being caught. And DeSantis says the elites in D.C., this is again to his point of his opening statement, they don't care about the opioid opioid deaths in the United States. He will declare a national emergency on day one and kill people in cartels sneaking drugs into U.S. He said shot cold on site. Nikki Haley wants to send special operations in to take out the cartels, defund sanctuary cities, and catch and deport instead of catch and release. Go back to what we had under Trump and other previous presidents. Good, good idea. And Vivek says... We also need to stop calling overdoses on fentanyl overdoses. It's murder. It's bioterrorism. Fentanyl is being sent in purposefully to kill. And to we need to build a relationship with the next Mexican president as there will be supposedly fair Mexican elections sometime in the coming year. And we need to use our military to protect our border, not for, not foreign borders, which is true, which is a good point. And that was the end of outside of America problems. They focused inward, asked about abortion. DeSantis says we need to have a culture of life. However, as the president, there's not much I can do. The federalist idea that uh, Dobbs versus Jackson follows, that states have the right to do it differently if they so choose. Nikki Haley said this is a personal issue. And I I... and pro-life, or she is pro-life. I am also pro-life, but she said, I am pro-life. And that the decision, again, should be in the hands of states. Tim Scott says he is pro-life, and he supports a 15-week national ban on abortion. Nikki Haley would support anything that would pass. She said, she kind of jumped in here. She said, I would support anything that would pass. It's just that things aren't passing nationally, which is true. Vic said, I am for sexual responsibility, and I am completely pro-life, and he used something that Clarence Thomas said, which was, Clarence Thomas has a story of a pregnant mother walking down the street, and she was killed by a gang member, and the child inside her stomach was killed, and Clarence Thomas said, any reasonable person would charge this man for double homicide, not just single homicide. And so that is how you can tell that it is life in the womb and it is a baby, not just a fetus. And Chris Christie basically said we have to follow the Tenth Amendment, which is powers not given to the government are given to the states, not explicitly said, and the government are given to the states, which means it's a state issue. They have the right to decide. And then we get to the closing statements. Tim Scott, his closing statement was, I'll be a faith-based president. If you are able-bodied, you work. If you are, if you take out a loan, you pay it back. If you commit a crime, you do the time. And if you're born a man, you play sports against men. Chris Christie said we need to stop having personal petty politics. We need to undivide ourselves, and we need to return honesty and integrity to the Oval Office, and he will be someone honest, and, and he will have integrity. Vivek said there's a war. In America, there's a cultural war between those who believe 
in America and a fringe minority who hate America. He said, I am a next-gen president. I will be a next-generation president. I, I have fresh legs. We will declare economic independence. We will revive national pride. And he also called out the DRC and said, there's a farce that Joe Biden will be a nominee. He said, Joe Biden will not be the nominee. So right now, just tell us who will be the nominee because it won't be Joe Biden, which I'm not sure I agree with. It might be Joe Biden. It might not be. It's kind of a 50-50 shot right now. I think if everything stays the same, currently it will be Joe Biden. Nikki Haley said, we need to defeat terrorism and socialism. And we need to restore an understanding in good and evil and right and wrong. And DeSantis closed it out by saying, "Reverse. we need to reverse America's decline. We need to be about the people of America and service above self. And DeSantis said, I will actually be able to win the election, unlike most of the people standing on the stage, and unlike Trump as he has already lost. And that was the end of the third presidential debate. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If you have listened all the way to the end, thank you so much. A little bit of a longer episode today. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening.